Hello, welcome to a, another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt, here with Pastor Victor. Say hello, Pastor Victor. Hola, saludos. That was Spanish for you uh, <laughs> friends at home listening uh, in your cars. Uh, we'll be in Titus chapter 2, but I have a first question for uh, Pastor Victor here. What's more important in breathing, inhaling or exhaling? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a, a great question. Uh, so, we'll, if you don't know, uh, Sunday sermon, Pastor Victor taught Titus chapter two, verses one and two, and uh, I'm gonna read from that, and then we'll just be uh, asking some questions. It says, "But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness." Um, you had two points, kinda, right? First point was sound doctrine for a sound church. Yes. Right. So it was like two long uh, points. <laughs> two long points. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're like, don't, don't, uh, don't be yeah. fooled. Yeah. Two points does not mean a short sermon. Yeah. Um, so maybe you even said in your sermon, but what is sound doctrine? Yes, when, when we think about uh, sound doctrine is, is the teaching of God. So doctrine is teaching, uh, is, is what we end up believing. And sound doctrine it, it is health. So what is the teaching that brings us health and brings us life? Yeah. And based on, on scriptures and, and what Paul is saying to Titus in this case, there is a mess in the church of, of, of Crete and... The solution is bringing health uh, through sound doctrine. Uh, is the teaching of God? Is yeah. the counsel the entire counsel of God? Um, and and maybe going to more deep on on that, we tend to to think about doctrine and just this is what the Bible says about God. Yeah. But yes, is is that? But also what God has to say about us. Right. So and and that is the application part. This is what we what he accomplished for us, and he also tells us because of what he accomplished, the way that we need to put it into practice. And you kind of mentioned this in your sermon. You told some people are kind of intimidated by that word doctrine. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that is? Well, I mainly because of sin. Okay. <laughs> Just to be uh, a summary, uh, in our sinful nature we sometimes we get to have some kind of understanding of very complex realities of scriptures very co uh, complex uh, theological terms and and things and instead of instead of humbling ourselves in in gratefulness for God for allowing us to see those truth in scriptures we become arrogant we become uh, arrogant that we know this and some other people don't. Yeah. So I think it's typical that some people with sound doctrine in, in, in some ways, right. they tend to become arrogant and they leave the practical side of loving and put it into practice. On the other extreme, you have people that have been affected by that uh, and they don't want to know about doctrine. They, they immediately connect the, the arrogance and the lack of love with uh, yeah. with knowledge. So that's why I, I don't want to know about doctrine. Just tell me about love, and 
some other people know it's all about doctrine forget about love and no <laughs> bible is clear that sound doctrine will lead us to to love and to reflect christ in in our lives yeah that's good uh i mean that's, that's very helpful because i think that is a common thing when like you said there's kind of these two sides when you hear the word doctrine mm-hmm. there are people like oh i love it mm-hmm. and other people are like i don't want that yeah. and i think you kind of hit the nail on the head it's quite the sin right is knowledge puffs up mm-hmm. and we say oh knowledge puffs up yeah but that can really hurt other people mm-hmm. so is there maybe a word of encouragement to someone out there who says oh I really really love doctrine I love theology I love studying is there any maybe caveats you would give to them or maybe some encouragement of like or warnings okay you really love doctrine what maybe comes to your mind of like okay we'll make sure this mm-hmm. is something maybe for them I mean, for someone that loves doctrine, uh, like love doctrine completely, like the entire doctrine of God, um, is I I, I want to just share a, um, an example that I heard from specifically a preacher that I that I listened to a, a while ago, and he said, um, if I have to go to a place and I get late. And and then my excuse is, oh, I'm sorry, I got stuck in, in the highway and, and then I got out of the car for some reason and an 18-wheeler just passed through me. <laughs> and that's why I'm late. So you're going to think that I'm completely crazy or a liar or right. delusional because if an 18-wheeler passes over <laughs> you, there's going to impact everything about you so it's the same thing with the gospel I mean we're dead in our sins and and trespasses and we have been impacted by his mercy and his grace there's no way that we continue to be the same people that so we we have been born again in Christ and we have a new uh, reality uh, and and that's what I will encourage uh, someone that is very um, like attracted to sound doctrine and, and all that to, to understand that sound doctrine includes a, a transformed life right. so we are people of, of the book we, we follow scriptures and part of what scripture says is how we, we ought to live and how to love one another so I, keep getting deeper into getting the doctrine, right. but we have to live it. Yeah, I think uh, I heard a pastor give an illustration, or not illustration, at, in his church, there was a young guy who was reading big, thick theology books, mm-hmm. and he asked him, hey, would you go pick this um, elderly gentleman up for church? And he said, I'm sorry, I'm busy on time. Mm-hmm. And he said, if you're not willing to wake up an hour early to go pick up a senior saint for church, I don't know if you're saved. You can read yeah. all the theology in the world. Satan has really good theology. Yeah, you mentioned the Book of mm-hmm. James, right? And, and they tremble. But if you're not practicing it, you may not be a believer. Yeah, I think that was very helpful. And as you went through that, and you also made the point of a uh, word teach, right? Teach, which accords with sound doctrine. Maybe talk about the uh, the uh, need for verbal, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking up, talking, you know. Maybe, do you have anything that maybe you didn't get to say or you wanted to maybe illustrate more on just its words? Yes, I mean, the gospel is a message. 
is is uh, the story of Christ, specifically sharing Christ. I can share the love of Christ with my life, and and I need to do that. is is extremely important, but we are called specifically to share the gospel and to and and the gospel is is what God used to save people um, so we cannot communicate a message with just actions it, it will never happen so we need to use the word we need to be uh, we need to understand that that message is what God uses to save others and he has commanded us to share that message and I mean we are ambassadors of Christ um, is God through us saving people through that message through the story of, of Jesus Christ so there is no way that we can uh, communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ with just being nice or or just loving uh, on people without communicating what Jesus accomplished. Mm, that's good. And you, we talked about this maybe a second ago, but that yeah. teaching, right? That, that quote that sometimes attributed to St. Francis, preach the gospel always when necessary, mm -hmm. use words. I liked the one that you used better, preach the gospel always when necessary, use a megaphone. I think I'm going to remember that quote probably for the rest of my life, and I may rip that off multiple times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. When necessary, use a megaphone. But at, as we transition to verse 2, right, it goes from like sound doctrine, teaching, to start living this way. And we kind of already hit on that, but I really like something you said. Is mm -hmm. You're blasphemy, blaspheming mm -hmm. when you teach, you say you believe one thing and yet you live something else. Mm -hmm. What was maybe going through as you're preparing the message, going through the text, how are you going to put those two things together, of like living and teaching? What was mm -hmm. maybe your convictions going through that? Yeah, and, and, and going back real quick to that quote is is from Josue Barrios. I don't want to take credit for that quote. <laughs> uh, so he has a, a, a blog, and, and he wrote an article about that, and, and that's where I took it from. Um, but yes, when we... When we claim to have uh, to be Christians and and to have the the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we don't live it, we, we are blaspheming. Is is I think it's part of what you will uh, present this Sunday in verse five. Mm -hmm. I think it is uh, that it talks about uh, blaspheming uh, the word of God, and mm -hmm. on, on the other side, we can adorn. The, the message by living a life that glorifies Him. Yeah. So I think those are connected. In, in this particular case, if you see verse 1, it's talking, uh, Paul is saying specifically to Titus, and um, let me read it, but as for you, uh, teach what accords with sound doctrine. And immediately the next 10 verses is all about this is the way you do it. It's, it's practical things to yeah. older men, to younger men, to older women, younger women, to servants, to... Mm -hmm. So, sound doctrine, there is a way to live sound doctrine, and yeah. it, it cannot be separated from what Jesus accomplished and what He demands from us. Mm -hmm. So, it's, it's all connected. That's good. Uh, so, the next verse two, this is older men, <clears throat> which, which you're not, correct? You're not an older men. That's not you. It depends on who I ask. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 
is the verse two only for older men? Like, how did you kind of work that out? Of mm-hmm. could you kind of mention it's not necessarily just older men, but he does say older men. How did you? Yeah, it's it's tough in a way that it could be seen like uh, just older men because the message, I mean, was over yesterday. But if if we look at that verse in the context of the letter. I mean, you never get a letter and just read the first paragraph. You, you read the entire letter. Right. So this is a letter from, from Paul to Titus, and and I will assume that he read the entire letter uh, at once, and then yeah. he kept uh, reading to it. And right now, we need to to understand that this is a letter. We, we cannot separate one thing from the other. This is just part of of some specifications that Paul is mentioning to older men, which also applies to older women, to uh, younger men, to younger women, to kids, to a Christian. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you're a Christian, it, it applies it applies to you. He's making an emphasis in in those uh, specific things for older men, but the same way that in in chapter one. It focuses on some qualifications for elders or pastors, and in a way is describing the the fruit of the spirit. If you go to Galatians chapter five, you're gonna see that the fruit of the spirit that is for every Christian because every Christian has the spirit of God in right. them, and these are just qualifications uh, and and ways of living for for every Christian. So yes, it's an emphasis on older men, but uh, it applies to to all of us. Mm, that's good. Now he start lists some things off: sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, and love, and steadfastness. And, and it sounds like what you're doing, you kind of separated the list. Right? Sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled was more of like living while well, sound in faith and love, and steadfastness was more of like maybe this kind of spiritual side. Kind mm-hmm. of spiritual. Is that was that correct? Like, yes. What, what was your thought process in that? Yeah, in a way, the 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 first three sober-minded, dignified, and, and self-control is is more related to your actions on what you do and what people will see in your life. Yeah. Um. The next three is is related to where are you getting the strength and where are you getting the wisdom to be sober-minded, dignified, and self-control. Yeah. Also, you get it from sound faith, sound in love, and sound in steadfastness so it's like uh, uh, something more external the first three that starts with something internal the mm-hmm. the second three so let's maybe break this list into two then so sober minded dignified self-controlled is there one of those that really just kind of stuck out to you or one that you you want to emphasize maybe that you didn't get a chance to I mean not not really uh, I think the when when I look at those three, they're so interconnected. Yeah. They are. Uh, I mean, you cannot take one without mentioning the other. Right. Even in the definitions of those terms, some of the words that describes one word also describe the other one. Yeah. So I think it's one thing lead to to the other one. So we need to be sober-minded, dignified, self-control. I, I think it's 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 all connected. Um, what really. Um, call my attention is the definition and specifically on on the part of self-control um, it brings the sense of equ- equilibrium okay. to be um, balanced 
And when we're talking about sound doctrine, the way that Paul is presenting it right here, to be balanced in what? Yeah. Like you see, for example, the, the case of um, the Pharisees. They have the truth yeah. in, in the Word of God, but they were not able to live it. And on the other side, you have people that they were more open to the truth of God in the way of living, but they didn't have the truth. So Jesus, in, in John 1.14, it says that he's full of grace and full of truth. Uh, sometimes we tend to go to one side or the other. Yeah. So we're full of truth. We're all about sound doctrine. Yeah. Or we're all about grace. We're all about loving. But, but there's no separation in Jesus yeah. on, on those two terms. So he's full of grace. He's full of truth. And, and I think that's, that's the balance that we need to have is, is to follow Christ. He's the model. He is uh, the one that we follow. And he's the one that we need to show uh, through our lives. And then uh, sound and faith and love and steadfastness. Is there one, that, one of those that really stuck out to you? Uh, I think it's, it's uh, like... Uh, you start with one will lead you to the other and the other. Yeah. So once you're sound in faith, it will prompt you and it will lead you to be sound in love. Mm. And once you are sound in faith and sound in love, you will be persevering. You will yeah. be steadfast. Yeah, and, and so I think, again, the same way with the other three, uh, faith, love, and steadfastness is, is all connected. I think Paul presented that also to the Corinthians. Yeah. Uh, faith, hope and, and love being love. So I think everything is connected. We cannot separate what God has, has given us. Um, so. so I guess uh, I'm just an ordinary church member. I'm driving, I'm driving in my car, right, listening. What does this, what are these two verses, how are they going to change the, maybe the way I live? Like how on a Thursday afternoon am I going to now maybe be able to practically apply this where you can see different, something different in my life. Maybe some advice there of like, have you thought about this or considered maybe doing this or? I mean, I, I, what comes to mind is something that uh, Pastor Grant said yesterday in the parent uh, service, parent uh, parenting panel. panel. Yeah. Uh, in the teaching that he brought, he talks about, uh, he talked about being diligent in teaching our children. Mm. I think, we need to be diligent with our children because we need to be diligent in, in teaching ourselves yeah. in the Word of God. So to have that mindset, that diligence of, of going to scriptures every single day and having the diligence of letting me put that scripture that I read today into practice, I, I think that's uh, maybe it's going to be different. It's, it's kind of case by case because every one of us go through through different life scenarios so but going specific on on more uh, I mean not specific more generally I think it will be the the diligence of going into scriptures understanding the need that we have for the Word of God mm -hmm. and that that Word of God has some serious implications in the way that we live it so no matter the circumstance that you go through that specific day uh, you can rely that the Word of God is truth and and that He will sustain us in every single thing. That's good. Uh, let, let me pray us out then. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank You for uh, sound doctrine. We thank You, Father, for the 
good sound doctrine, uh, knowing that Christ came and died on the cross for our sins uh, and was raised to give us eternal life. And we're thankful, Father, that this doctrine is not just something internal, Lord, but uh, it's changing us, transforming us from one degree of glory to the next. And I thank you, Father, for Pastor Victor and how you're using him and his family uh, to help care for your sheep, Lord. Uh, thank you, Father, for the gifts that you have given him. And I pray, Lord, you should continue to bless him and bless us as we strive to live out the sound doctrine that is taught in your word. I pray this all in Christ's name.